your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Monday, November 1st edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from pantherbarkway.com. You can follow me on Twitter at monoman 12 You can follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore. F L A Panthers. And thank you once again for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And you could also follow the national show, Locked On NHL, and the Cross Check NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, what a crazy weekend. Um, for anyone who listened to the show on Friday, you guys got to see my raw reaction to the news of Coach Quenville resigning as the head coach of the Florida Panthers. So I did not get a chance to, with the weekend coming up and this being a five-day-a-week show, Monday through Friday, an opportunity for me to talk further about the resignation. So we're going to talk more about that in this episode and along with the games from the weekend and here to discuss this is a familiar voice that you guys know from in this space uh he is the former host of lockdown panthers and the former host of panther parkway radio very familiar voice welcome back to the show frank ricus frank how are you hey armando i'm good how are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Thank you for coming on. And for the listeners, um, Frank and I had a conversation privately um, the other day about talking about this whole situation, which we're going to rehash on um, based on everything that went on with the Chicago Blackhawks investigation, Kyle Beach, and Joe Quenville. And a lot of you guys know about. Frank Rikus's ties with both organizations, but I want to give you an opportunity, Frank, to give you the floor and talk about your ties and your feelings about all of this, because it's been a rough week for both of us and this whole fan base. Well, uh, for those that don't know, um, I was born and raised in Chicago, uh, lived there for about 31 years, 32 years, moved down to South Florida. In uh, 1993, don't start doing any math, please, because I don't want to go that way. But um, I've been a long, long time fan of the Blackhawks. Went to my first game when I was five years old. Um, followed them through thick and thin, good and the bad. And then um, became a Florida Panthers fan as well um, as soon as I moved down to South Florida, actually in 93, when the team uh, had their first season. So I've definitely been... Um, Following them both, I mean, they're my favorite teams, and uh, I'm—I guess I'd say I'm pretty well connected on both sides. Uh, you know, I still have family up in Chicago, so I can 
keep up with, uh, you know, breaking news or things that are going on up there. But um, as far as this whole situation, if we want to just kind of go right at it, mm-hmm. um, you, you had asked me the other day when we had our, our, our conversation, you know, how did I feel? And I think I even mentioned it on, on, our, on our chat line that we have with the guys. Um, I'm angry. I'm disappointed. Um, I'm sad about this whole situation. Um, you know, uh, I, I haven't slept too well because it's just been on my mind. Not that I'm a victim. I'm definitely not a victim. I'm not even close to, you know, this whole situation, but the sport that I love and the two teams that I love are both involved in the same, um, unfortunate situation. And, um, it, it just, it's very, very bothersome. Um, as you and I, you know, discussed, uh, I think it was Friday evening and, um, you know, I don't know where you want me to go first or how you want to go about this, but, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to go whichever direction you want. Yeah. And I, I just come to realize that as we, as we were recording this on a, on a Sunday morning on, uh, on October 31st, this is being a November 1st release for this show. It's impacted the NHL landscape so much with Kyle Beach coming out uh, in in the open because, of course, the Jenner and Block uh, investigation kind of connected the dots together a lot, and a lot of people put it together that it was, in fact, him. And also, it just goes to show that regardless of the Florida Panthers now being 8-0-1 or the Chicago Blackhawks being winless, like records on the ice, good or bad, this just has a major impact now. And it I can only it it's it it's affected it's affected both franchises, that's for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean there's no way that you would have ever predicted that these two franchises could have been connected um, in all this. And, and, and first I want to say my, my heart goes out to Kyle beach. Um, no one professional athlete, you know, regular, you know, model citizen, Joe worker, uh, no male, female child, no one, no one should ever go through what um, he has gone through. And um I listened to his entire interview with uh, Rick Westhead the other night, and it was, I'm sure it was very, very difficult for him, but he wanted to come forward, and I, you know, commend him on that. Um, took a lot of courage, and, um, you know, he was, he was betrayed. He was betrayed, um, and, and I do want to say this, this isn't an isolated incident. This kind of stuff happens often. Maybe not to this extent in, in, in hockey or sports, but it, it does happen and it shouldn't happen. And it, it, it has to stop. There's no reason for this kind of behavior. There's no reason for these kind of people, meaning uh, Brad Aldrich, to, to be involved. And, um, you know, it's, it's not isolated, but um, Kyle's entire career was ruined. He was a first round pick. Um, I think number 11 in the draft and, you know, oftentimes a lot of first round picks never pan out just because of 
a lot of different variables. But what happened off ice definitely affected him on ice and his his career was ruined. And, uh, you know, he was betrayed by Aldrich and he was also betrayed uh, by the Blackhawks front office. Um, for those of you that, you know, may not know, and if you haven't read the report, please go read the report, especially before, you know, comments are being made or, uh, you know, you're on Twitter blasting this person or that person. Please read the report so you have a better synopsis or idea of exactly what happened. I've read it. I'm going to go read it again because I could not read the whole thing straight through. It's, there are some pretty um, explicit details in there, but uh, the front office of the Blackhawks just, they blew it completely. And a lot of it lies in the hands of John McDonough, who was the then uh, president of the team. And John McDonough uh, was also in that same capacity with the Chicago Cubs before he came to the Blackhawks. And yes, from a marketing standpoint and all that other stuff, he turned the Blackhawks around and probably holds himself responsible for that first cup run, uh, whatever. But um, he decided on him. And it's kind of ironic that he was fired before this all kind of came out. And no one has heard a word from him. People have tried to reach him. He's not returning calls. He's not responding to anything. Now, maybe he signed some sort of non-disclosure agreement um, upon termination. And whether this was part of it, I have no idea. Um, I'm also led to believe that the ownership, Rocky Wirtz, uh, and his son, Danny, had no clue about this. And for those of you that don't know, John McDonough is a control freak. And I can see with what I've known about what's been written about him and what's been said that he you know, had that meeting in the room with, you know, Dan Bowman, Al McIsaac, Joel Quenville, who apparently came in halfway through, uh, Kevin Dayoff, who was in the meeting, and he just said, guys, I'll take care of it. And I could see that happening. And that is definitely unfortunate. We're talking about a video coach, for God's mm -hmm. sake. I mean, there are thousands of people who would want that job. What's was have been the big deal to at first say, Brad, we've heard about something. You're suspended until we investigate it. Stay away from the rink. Stay away from the guys. Go out and get another video coach. And at least you halt it from that point. Ultimately, they did take care of it three weeks later after mm -hmm. Beach celebrated with the team, paraded around with the cup at the parade. The players had to watch that. Beach had to watch that. Um, so the Blackhawks organization and the front office just messed up completely. Yeah, and you, you, you talked about, you emphasized a video coach that just like, just like a, some service work industries, just like, um, video coach that Bradley Aldrich's position is replaceable on the on on the on the team you said it best many people would would die to have that kind of position but we're going to segue into the next segment and talk about the Florida Panthers response the NHL's response all on the second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. So keep it right here with me, myself, Armando, and Frank Rikas. Does this sound familiar? You got one device that lets you catch all the games live? 
another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff, well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. All right, we're back on the second segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I have Frank Rikas, former host of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, to discuss more about this situation with Bradley Aldrich and Joel Quenville and everything. So upon Joel Quenville's resignation, Matthew Caldwell came out with a statement um, saying, quote, after the release of the Jenner and Block investigative report on Tuesday afternoon, we have continued to diligently review the information within that report. In addition to new information that has recently become available, it should go without saying that the conduct described in that report is troubling and inexcusable. It stands in direct contrast to our values as an organization and what the Florida Panthers stand for. No one should ever endure what Kyle Beach experienced during and long after his time in Chicago. Quite simply, he was failed. Was We praise his bravery and courage coming forward. Following a meeting today with Commissioner Bettman at the National Hockey League office, which was part of the league's process to decide how to move forward, Joel made the decision to resign and the Florida Panthers accept that resignation, close quote. And then here's something from Gary Bettman. It says, the National Hockey League agrees that with the decision tonight by Co- Joe Quenville to resign his duties as head coach of the Florida Panthers. In his former role as the Chicago Blackhawks head coach, Mr. Quenville was among several members of the club's senior leadership group who mishandled the 2010 sexual assault claim by former player Kyle Beach and the club's then video coach Brad Aldrich. And following a meeting with Mr. Quenville that took place this afternoon in my office, all parties agreed that it was no longer appropriate that the that he continued as Florida's head coach. I admire Kyle Beach for his courage in coming forward and appalled that he was so poorly supported upon making his initial claim and in the 11 years since, and I'm sorry for all he has endured. We thank the Panthers organization for working with us to ensure that that a thorough process was followed. Given the result, there's no need for any further action by the NHL regarding Mr. Quenville at this time. However, should he wish to re-enter the league in some capacity in the future, it will require a meeting with him in advance in order to determine the appropriate conditions under which new employment might take place. Close quote. So, with Matt Caldwell coming out and talking about this not under not going under the values of the Panthers, Gary Bettman talking about the meeting, um, this was something that was inevitable to happen, Frank. And this was something that that if that I said I said this on the for those listening, I joined the fifth line uh five R show on the Five Reasons Sports Network after recording my Friday show and 
and uh, talked about Gary Bettman's statement about re-entering the league. It's all about having it in writing. Something my mom always told me is about having it in writing so that it's it was known uh, publicly. But um, your thoughts on Matthew Caldwell and Gary Bettman's uh, statement, along with more thoughts you may have. Well, we knew we knew this had to happen. Um, I'm not going to say it's unfortunate. Um, Joel apparently um, made a bad decision. And when you're in that type of position, you're a coach or you're a leader, you're a manager, you're in charge of people underneath you that report to you, you and you report to people above you. Um, I, I almost think that it's your responsibility to protect the people that you lead and to report anything that is sideways, for, you know, for lack of a better term, to the people in upper management. I mean, I'm in a management position myself. I have people underneath me. I've got to watch and make sure that there's nothing that's going on that's going to harm anybody else um, on our team. But I also have to make sure that, you know, the uh, organization isn't harmed either. Um, but Joel had to resign. I mean, I, I think the, the wiggle room was if the Panthers fired him, you know, were they going to be uh, expected to pay him any of his salary? You know, I'm sure all of the legalities had to be figured out. And that's probably why um, Caldwell and Bill Zito accompanied him to the meeting because they wanted the details so that this was going to be done correctly. And, you know, I'm sure that they didn't want to pay him to fire him. So the uh, conversation had to have been, you know, Joel, listen, we're not going to pay you. You need to resign. Uh, you just can't coach. And um, it's a bad spot for him to be in. Uh, he was an icon in Chicago. Um, unfortunately, everybody looks at him a lot differently right now because of this one stain on his resume. And it's a big one. And whether he comes back to, to uh, coach or have any other type of um, involvement in the NHL, I don't really know. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll, some time would have to pass before that happens. And, um, you know, the Panthers did what they had to do. I mean, it was quickly acted on and, uh, you know, they, they made the right decision. Yes, they sacrificed the team, but they had to sacrifice the team and uh, from a leadership standpoint. But that doesn't mean that things can't go on and, you know, things have gone on and there's, you know, other things to worry about besides, uh, you know, Joel Quenville's uh, coaching vacancy. Absolutely. And um, you, you, you talked about how you're in a leadership uh, position with what you do for a living. And your position requires a lot of people's skills, for sure. Helping people out in their personal lives with their, with their, uh, with getting them to that next step that they want to go to in life. Uh, but Coach Quenville, even though it's not the same exact um, position, he's coaching players. But when you talk about a person that you could go to personally, um, someone like that Kyle Beach could have gone to, like, I don't know Coach Quenville personally, of course. I don't know how approachable he is for, as a human being. He's like, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't talk too much unless uh, asked right. uh, questions. But a head coach should be able to be able to hear people out and along with uh, empathize with them and be able to 
put a hand over their shoulder and say, I got you. And I don't, I don't know if coach Q is that just that type of person who, who would, would do that. And of course he, he, he is business as usual. He, he concentrates on winning, but it, 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 it came to the point where he concentrated a little too much on winning that if it, it, of course we have to, we have hindsight, of course, but if yeah. only he and the rest of the front office saw what kind of repercussions this could have happened, of course things would have been done differently. Well, yeah, and and in Kyle's defense, shall we say, uh, he was a uh, at that time of the incident, which was against the uh, the, the uh, conference final against uh, San Jose. Uh, Kyle was what, what is called a black ace. So mm-hmm. he's with a group of players, three, four, maybe five, um, that basically don't have any or very little interaction um, with the team for the most part. They practice after the team or before the team. They probably stay at a different hotel. They uh, really just don't have a lot of interaction. And I'm sure as a 20-year-old kid, he didn't know what to do. Yeah. He told... You know, Paul Vincent, who allegedly went to, you know, management, uh, and, and and I don't, you know, I don't want to belabor this too long, but he also told Brent Sopel and Nick Boynton, who came out and said, who are two veterans on the team, guys in their middle 30s who have been around for a long time. From what I've read, he told them. Now they also came out and said everybody knew. Well, when did they know? What did they know? And to what extent did they know? But if you guys knew and you were veterans on the team, maybe that maybe they should have stepped in a little bit and done something or gone to Quenville as a veteran and said, hey, Joel, this is what I heard. You know, I don't know. And we again, we can all um, sit on our computers and type out what we think would have happened. But not being in that situation, it's very, very difficult for any of us. Um, to say what we would have done in that situation. But at the end of the day, this is about getting Kyle back to some sort of normalcy and, 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 you know, whatever it is that he deserves to get, he deserves to get. And I just read this morning that he will be meeting with the Blackhawks, uh, I think on Tuesday. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the worst part, I think the worst part in everything is that Kyle Beach is the one saying, sorry, He's the one apologizing, mostly to the victim in Michigan that Bradley Aldrich uh, sexually assaulted as well after he was let go by Chicago. And it's like, why does it have to be Kyle to apologize? And it just seems to, there just seems to be a whole lot of finger pointing and lack of accountability. And in your, in your, in your profession, I'm sure I'm sure that's uh un- un- unacceptable about finger pointing and and being accountable but what do you think about the accountability or lack thereof Oh I mean Kyle is the last person that should be apologizing you know and where the heck is Brad Aldrich in all this Mhm uh you know he's gone on apparently to live his life um I did I do believe he served about five and a half months uh prison time but where is he in all this? Uh, you know, I, I believe he's married now. He's got some kids. 
maybe he's living a normal life. And the other thing too, is that how much investigation did the Blackhawks do prior to hiring him? Um, his father was heavily involved in the San Jose Sharks organization and came as a referral from the San Jose Sharks. Um, Doug Wilson, the general, was the general manager at that time. How much research did the Hawks do other than, oh, it's, you know, this is his dad, his, his, uh, his son. Should be no problem. He comes from good stock. I mean, I, I don't know. There's so much that goes on um, or so much that doesn't go on. But Brad Aldrich apparently should have been investigated a little bit more. Not that anything would have been covered up, but um, it's, it's weird because you're, sometimes your past behavior just kind of keeps coming out. Mm-hmm. And whether it was, you know, something triggered him to do this and it brought back a memory of childhood or whatever, you know, I don't know, but it runs a lot deeper than he just woke up one day and decided to um, do this to Kyle Beach. Something, something triggered the situation. So uh, the accountability for, for Brad is someone's got to, you know, he needs to come to the forefront here some way, somehow. Um, and you, you mentioned about Quenville, you know, and winning. And I mean, you know, his famous comment used to always be, no one likes winning more than me. And he unfortunately put that above everything else. Um, you know, as, but as a management team, uh, the Blackhawks certainly failed Kyle Beach, but now they're all gone. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was involved, they're all gone. So, I mean, the one thing I do want to say, if you're a Blackhawks fan, you can continue being a Blackhawks fan if you want. And if you don't want, that's fine, too. I'm not going to judge anybody one way or the other. You know, so um, I'm a fan. I'm going to stay a fan. I don't really feel great about all this, of course. But, you know, the, uh, the guys who, who didn't step up, they're all gone. They're all out of it. And they had to be. There was no other choice. The Blackhawks had to clean house of that front office um and they did unfortunately it was you know 11 years too late but they did it and the panthers did the right thing as well and so did the nhl i was a little surprised that kevin shovel Dayoff kind of didn't receive any punishment but you know i wasn't in that room with that discussion either yeah i was surprised as well definitely um that's for sure and hopefully something like this um, never happens again. And you talked about something that might have triggered um, Bradley Aldrich to do something. And it's kind of like um, when parents kind of shame their children for having feelings. So then when they grow up, they act out in anger about their feelings. It's just like, and not that it's an excuse for Bradley Aldrich to act the way he acted. It's like if you were physically abused too as as a child by a parent, then you're conditioned to think that that's okay as well, and you carry that on the because generational trauma and generational um, and what's passed down is so real when it comes to families. So, and and that's absolutely. That's something that could be definitely discussed further, but we could go for hours upon that, and <laughs> yeah. we, and just and and also just it, it it would just create a conversation that I don't know if we'd have answers 
or neither because we still don't yeah know. yeah we still don't there's a lot of questions out there and you know what you say is what you say is right and that's why i mentioned you know something triggered it could have been something from his past as a as a child as a teenager who who the heck knows um but he's obviously he's not a well person um to have done that to have put kyle through that and it's just a damn shame that uh it's happened mm -hmm. all right so now we're gonna get to our next segment where we talk about the florida panthers response their replacement um as head coach and everything that the florida panthers will be doing to respond after this so keep it right here with myself and frank ricas here on the locked on florida panthers podcast your first listen of the day did you know that built bar has so many delicious flavors there's something for everyone when you talk to a built bar fan they're definitely passionate about their faves if you don't know the built bar flavors well you are missing out there's coconut terry barcia raspberry mint brownie double chocolate salted caramel strawberry orange cookies and cream and german chocolate you want to know what my flavor, favorite flavor is of these selections it's the cookies and cream what cookies and cream anything ice cream goat bars any anything cookies and cream related why not it's a very obvious choice if you haven't tried all the flavors you can get a mixed box and you'll get two of each of the nine flavors not only are built bar flavors the best tasting but they're healthy too check out the macros 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 four to five grams of sugar, and only four to five net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. There's also the grasshopper cookie flavor, which is like the classic thin mint cookie. All the flavor without all the sugar with 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only five grams of sugar. Order today and you'll get the grasshopper cookie or the raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that great? So go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 over at built.com. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Armando Velez here. I have former host of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, Frank Ricas here. And now the Florida Panthers made the move that they needed to move, do. They, they uh, set out a statement about Coach Q resigning. And now the replacement for Coach Q, it, it was a very quick decision based on the reporting on Twitter, which told me that it was always going to be an internal replacement for this roster for now. There's no, there's no uh, indication that Andrew Burnett, who is the interim head coach for the Florida Panthers, will be the guy going forward. So it'll be a revaluation period. So this is what Bill Zito had to say about Andrew Burnett. Quote, Andrew Burnett will serve as the interim head coach for our club beginning today in Detroit. Brunette brings more than 20 years experience in the National Hockey League in varying capacities as a player, as a hockey operations executive, and as a coach. We look forward to him leading our club as we continue our season. Close quote. And one thing that, that you and I 
spoke about on the phone is despite Coach Q being gone, the impact that he had on the team, on the franchise, is still there and doesn't go away overnight. And these coaches who absorb his teachings like a sponge, they're going to continue, in my opinion, to carry that message forward to this very, very talented Florida Panthers team. Your thoughts, Frank? Yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, we agreed that that's what was going to happen. Um, I mean, hockey players are very mentally strong people. They have to be. Uh, obviously, this was a very, very touchy subject for all of them. Um, I can't imagine what these, these guys um, are thinking. Um, but it also helps that the roster is not full of just young players. You've got some veterans on the team. Uh, you know, Joe Thornton, Patrick Hornquist, um, just to name two of them. And, you know, they've been around, they've seen a lot. Um, and it, was, it, it appears this year, I mean, we're 8-0-1. Um, we have fully bought into uh, the system that the Panthers have put in place by Quenville, fully bought into the style that he wanted them to play. Now, I don't want to say now all Andrew Burnett has to do is keep it going, but at least for right now, he has to keep that going. Um, and he's in a difficult spot, too. I'm sh- the last thing I'm sure that he thought of uh, a week ago was, geez, I could be the head coach of this team. You know, that was probably the furthest thing from his mind. So he's going through a lot himself. It's a big, big responsibility. Even though you're an assistant coach, the players know you. A lot of times as an assistant coach, you're like the buffer between the head coach and the team, you know, like Joel goes off on a rant and, and Andrew comes in and kind of settles everybody down. Well, now Andrew's going to be the guy that's going to go off on a rant. But on the other side of that is when does he use that tactic, for lack of a better word, if things start getting a little unstable, you know, I mean, we took two out of three points on the road, back to back games, Great, great win in Detroit in overtime. Uh, Hard-fought game yesterday. Uh, you know, it's not the end of the world. Um, I did see people complaining about ice time last night for Barkoff and maybe Ekblad. But you know what? The Panthers are off till Thursday. They could have afforded to do that. So, uh, and he's got to find, you know, what works, what doesn't work. And that's probably something that he learned from Joel. Joel was a great bench manager he was great at managing ice time and matchups um is andrew the long-term answer i don't know i think the next 10 games or so will give us that determination but it would have been very difficult for the panthers to have you know with quenville resigning to all of a sudden just bring in somebody brand new i I don't think that would have been the right move so i think they've handled it for now the way it should be handled and they're just going to have to see how it goes, you know, uh, over the next 10 games. I'm sure Andrew Burnett is going to look at uh, past games on how ice time was being managed, especially since the Florida Panthers haven't really gone deep into overtime in many, many of their games. I believe this is only the third time that they've um, done it uh, this, this whole season. And just the end of that, Boston game, you saw Barkov, Huberto, and Ekblad just gassed, and they were just unable to 
find a shooting lane at the end of that overtime. And that by the time by the time they got to the bench, you saw Barkov uh because the camera zoomed on him uh puffing and puffing. But the the boys got three points out of four on the road after this difficult situation, a crazy week. And you said it and you said it, um Joe Thornton and Patrick Hornquist stepping up when they needed to be. That was uh something that Mackenzie Weger spoke about in the press conference about praising leaders like Joe Thornton and Patrick Hornquist. And looking at Andrew Burnett on the bench, he looks the part, honestly. The the with the with uh him being behind the bench, the the look that he gives uh uh the 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 even keelness. I mean the camera's just pointing at him so it I I don't know how much to read into that. But I'm sure he's going to I'm sure he's with his experience of front office and behind the bench. I mean, he hasn't been the head coach ever on any level, which was the troubling part about this at first. But with the I think with the different dynamics that he's been part of, I think that's why Bill Zito and Vinny Viola and Matt Caldwell made that decision for it to be him. And don't forget, he's served under Quenville for two and a half seasons. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's, let's put this other chaos aside, assuming that, you know, that, assuming that that never happened, right? I mean, you're, you're an understudy of one of the best coaches ever in yes. the National Hockey League. So you have to have absorbed something from that. And from that standpoint, like we said, if he can continue to carry that on, great. And I, and I think we have a respectful group of players that aren't going to turn on him that aren't going to, uh, you know, what's the phrase where, you know, oh, he's lost the dressing room kind of thing. I, I don't think that's going to happen, at least initially. Players just got to play. And this whole situation may actually bring them together a little bit more. You know, let's keep going, guys. Let's, you know, we can't take our, our focus off. I mean, they've had the greatest start that they've ever had, uh, which is typically not what happens at the beginning of a Florida Panther season. So. Mm-hmm. Um, just got to keep on. I think the four days off now, they're not playing until Thursday. I think it's much, much needed. Come back, relax, you know, and, uh, and get back to it on Thursday. And I, I think uh, they'll be relieved a little bit and, you know, they can continue to stay focused on the season. And they'll definitely get that not only physical rest from all of this, returning home again um, on Thursday against Washington and these four days off in between. But they'll get a lot of that mental rest too, and they're exhausted. They're exhausted mentally as well, with all of this, all the questions that they had to answer. And then Ekblad, uh, he he answered the questions to the media very, very professionally, and just said this was tough on our locker room. That we had to be tested on on how, and I'm paraphrasing, and had had to be tested on on this and man and i and i'm gonna say this and i'm gonna say this once again celebrate the players on this team the players are doing their absolute best with handling all of this and eight oh and one imagine imagine if uh this florida panthers team was off to start that chicago is having and chicago is its own mess in itself right now uh, on the ice and along with 
the this situation, I can only imagine how it's a when it rains it pours for the Chicago Blackhawks side of things. But for the Florida Panthers side of things, they've been able to respond on the ice. And Wednesday's game against Boston was a slow start, but they were able to turn on the gas with, even though Coach Quenneville should not have been behind the bench in that, in my opinion, but they have been able to mentally lock in even with this situation going on. And you got to be proud of the players. You have to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, uh, the core of the team is they've been together for a while. You know, Huberdeau, Huberdeau Barkoff, Ekblad, they've been together for a while now, uh, having the veterans uh, on the team as well. Um, yeah, I just praise the players. They've done a great job so far. And I, I'm, you know, they're probably trying not to focus too much on this. Uh, it's obviously on their mind. And maybe we saw a little bit of that in their sluggish start against Boston. but. They responded well, and um, you know somehow, some way, you're going to have to be able to put all that s- stuff aside when you're on the ice, and just try to focus on the game, and um, you know, play your best, play your hardest, minimize your mistakes. And uh, I think with uh, Brunette's leadership and the rest of the uh, assistant coaches, uh, hopefully we don't miss a beat, and it just will be interesting to see, you know, how things transpire going forward on the other side with the Blackhawks. I mean, everybody had, everybody was, you know, wanting Jeremy Colleton fired even before this all became public. Well, it's not going to happen exactly right now. I don't think just because the Hawks are what, Owen, Owen eight or Owen nine. I lose track to be honest with you. Um, at some point, if this doesn't turn around, he'll unfortunately probably lose his job, but um, a lot of tough decisions that need to be made by, you know, a lot of people. So uh, it's about the players. It's about protecting the players. And uh, this whole thing is about making sure that this never, ever happens again to any extent. Absolutely. And um, Jeremy Collinson might uh, buy a little bit of more time as the coach with this uh, situation going on for sure. But I think the inevitable is going to happen. But hey. The Florida Panthers have a game on Thursday against Alexander Ovechkin and uh, company. And Ovi, he is nine goals so far in eight games. He's he's going to break that record, not this season, but in the next few seasons. So it's going to be an exciting game uh, um, for sure. And, man, the only, even at his age, I think he's 35, I believe. I, 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 don't, I, don't know, I don't know how old he is by heart. I think but, so, yeah. But. You could only hope to contain him, and I'm excited. I'm excited to. I'm excited to see to witness history. So, Frank, I want to thank you so much for coming on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. I know this wasn't easy, and I also want to thank you for not only doing this show, but to chat with me on the phone the other day, and um, us like you know, really discussing this in the, in a more uh, private sense as well about about all of this about uh, and just talking to each other about how we feel about this and how we how how and checking up on each other as well and honestly frank um you if you ever if if you ever uh, need someone to talk to as well you could always uh, chat up with me as well and you're always invited on the show 
Well, thanks for having me. Um, obviously, you know, I'm a diehard fan and uh, uh, just being, I guess, well in tune to this situation. I feel for both sets of, you know, people, um, you know, Kyle Beach, feel for the Florida Panther players, um, everybody involved. And, um, you know, we'll get through this. We always do. Hopefully this will be a learning um, thing for every organization, not just in hockey, but in all sports. And um, people should not be afraid to step up. Uh, I know in that situation, uh, it's not that easy, but um, the people who are leaders and who are decision makers, when you hear this, you need to bring it to someone's attention before it gets ugly or uglier, because burying it under the carpet, as we have just seen, doesn't doesn't help the situation. So um, thanks for having me. Uh, anytime you want me on, I'm, I'm glad to be here and uh, talk hockey. And let's hope that the next time I'm on, uh, we're talking only hockey and what's on the ice and, and that kind of stuff. But uh, thanks for having me, Armando. And uh, I know we always stay in touch with our chat line as well. Thank you so, thank you so much, Frank. And for the people listening, if you want to follow Frank Rikas on Twitter, you can follow him at Frank Rikas. You can follow uh, Panther Parkway and also, as well as the Panther Parkway podcast with Tom McLean and Jacob Winans that comes out at, around every Sunday slash Monday. So follow, follow everything related to that. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On NHL and the Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark will be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. And when you're done listening to this episode of Locked On Panthers, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Collin leads on his decades worth of fantasy experience to help you be the expert of your fantasy team. It's free and available on all platforms, so follow the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. So I'm Armando Velez with Frank Rikas, and you've been listening to the Lockdown Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.